I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The Soul Path of Awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Are you living more and more awake? Are you awakening? You're in the right place if you are, or if you're just curious about it. Hello, everyone, in the sacred space of empowerment room, also known as the chat room. My cohorts, co-pilots, and sound engineers. Hi, everyone. Everyone getting in there a bit. Uh, I was chatting on the phone, so the chat got set up a little later. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone that's listening live and now, present right here, right now, and also listening later in the archives. Great to connect with all of you. If you had a question, a comment, or you would like a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. That lets me know that you want to get on air. Again, that number is 347 347- Five three nine five one two two. Press one on your keypad. Tammy in the chat is saying, "Present right here, right now." Kind of puzzling. <laughs> are you drifting somewhere else? Is my question. Uh, we all are, I think. I think we're all getting a little buggy and wondering what the heck is going on right now. Hold on to your spiritual principles and open up. So hopefully we have Jude Puravan uh, with us today. She's been having internet problems. That's why I was in the, on the phone with the producer, with Sadie. So um, I may have to patch her in by the phone. Let's see how this all unfolds because I was so excited to have her uh, come on as always and share. Um, what Kelly Lee, what the heck, yeah. Um, all of you that are listening, um, by phone, if you had a question or a comment, if you would press one on your keypad, and that'll get you in the queue for a reading or a chat, as you'd like, as I'd like to say. Uh, so, yeah, you can let me know how that works for you. All right, everyone, getting in the chat room. Everyone's getting kind of settled here. So I want to go over a couple of things. First of all, I am bringing back the uh, key code meditation. Uh, we're going to do the soul alignment meditation, and I've been doing a whole workshop on uh, the quantum key codes and light codes, which are geometrical, uh, energetic light codes. They correspond to uh, geometrical light <laughs> shapes geometrical shapes and form that represent a certain light frequency and that's for transforming, transform, transmutation, transformation, 
and aligning to your soul, deeper healing. So these codes can also be used as affirmations. Anyway, that's going to be um, May 23rd, I believe. It's a Saturday. So it will be uh, posted. I want to give people a heads up uh, that, yes, we are doing that. This is the last code that I was given. I don't know if there's more of them. We shall see. Um, but if you're interested in that, you can connect with me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or go to soulplayground.life. Um, it will be up at some point in the events. I think it might already be there. I'm not sure if, the, if it was put up there yet or not. So definitely getting to callers. I also wanted to touch on um, a couple things with this full moon in Scorpio, which I talked about. If some of you um, connect with me also on my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. And this week's uh, insights, as well as some of the readings, I'm doing them bit by bit because some of you know that my dear, wonderful family member, familiar, companion, baby, fur baby, uh, crossed over, which I have something to share from her as well. Um, so anyway, some things are getting rolled out a little bit paused with a little bit of breaks in between, so not as fast or quick as I thought um, was going to um, happen. But I was kind of told that by readings I was getting. um, I was looking on YouTube and some of the readings I was getting myself as I was tuning in. So I'm I'm getting this month, this May, and if those of you that get my blog, uh, soulplayground.life, I did uh, talk about May's energy from a numerological standpoint I wove in a little bit of astrology I don't like listing aspects and all that because I really don't uh, a lot of people it confuses them that follow me because I'm not you know just an astrologer focusing only on that so posting a lot of aspects and stuff it can be kind of daunting for people but we are in a nine cycle where there is a lot of endings a lot of winding down a lot of also retrograded energy this month and actually into June. I'm going to say May, June, and July are pretty key uh, for decisions that are being made in August, September, and through the close of the year. So, uh, Tammy, thank you for putting it in the chat, soulplayground.life. Um, yeah, you could – and I would say look at – if you don't know your numerology, look at – I also have a post on there for uh, the numerology for the year, and – each uh, one through nine, numerology, uh, or one through ten, numerology uh, frequency, if you will, vibrational frequency and what to expect, uh, so you can calculate your own personal year. Now, we are in a 2020 cycle, which is a double turning point, and if you think about that, it's not just change. It's a corner is turned. It's an era. It's a new era. Think of like, you know, the dark ages, the age of light, the industrial revolution, right? Uh, think of when utensils happen. I mean, it's, it's quite, it's quite, I don't know why I'm hearing the word astronomical, but, you know, it is in a sense that we're part of this turning point. It's also happening to us. I'm also describing it as a, we're in this cosmic age within the womb of the universe or within the womb of the earth. So there's this cosmic universal 
the cosmos, right, the universes of the cosmos, we are in this egg of potential that needs to be fertilized. We're the egg and the fertilizer. We're the chicken sitting on the egg. But we'd be very aware we are this egg of potential. But yet we're in this womb of the earth. So we're very encased in what we're going through. And it behooves, I think, everyone, if you have a proclivity, a liking to this, is to watch the cycles of nature. Do a little bit of history. So you know that this is not something far-fetched, but that you're in this cycle. Did you ever think you would live through this? Did you ever think you would have this? But the people that went through these historical cycles didn't think so as well. Now, whether what is causing part of this through a virus, and it's not just the virus, but whatever is causing this, whether manipulation, it is still being used by the all that is. It still is an instrument. I remember years ago, one of my teachers, um, and was so right, and, and years later people would say, oh, that homeless, homeless people can be an angel. Well, a lot of times they're discounted, right? They're discounted. But I got some of my greatest wisdom, especially when I lived in England. I met some amazing um, scallywaggy kind of homeless drunks, drunky types, you know, um, or maybe some were even drugs. I don't know. But some of them, uh, even when I was in Chicago, it, it just – and even in our intro, right, somebody – one of our guests was talking about met a homeless man who said, I'm a soul just like you. So these times are calling for all of us to really have to tune into our own intuition and knowing, especially we are moving into a time of information, that information, information it creates new formations, right? In the age of light, the light age, light manifest into a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. And one of it is information. One of it is love. It can be also misused. It can be caused to have dissension or to separate. Just like love, everything is an expression or cry for love, whether I'm drawing a painting or writing something or, or you know, loving someone, doing a gesture, or it could be misshapen, Right? It can, it can be misshapen a little bit to a little bit unhealthy from a deeply wounded individual to toxic toxicity to criminal to narcissistic or, or right? We, we go the realm, psychopathic, sociopathic. You know, you can go to the, to the, to the heinous. You know, we've all seen those shows on TV, and unfortunately some people have experiences with these kind of people. But when you dig around, there's some weird something going on in their mind, their body, and their emotions. But it's still wanting some kind of love, some kind of connection. Or to somehow distort that, or it's distorted. So you're going to be seeing this this month, whether within yourself and some of you more objectively as the observers, 
a lot of distortions, especially with this Scorpio full moon. There's a lot coming to light, secrets being revealed, true motivations. You're going to have to weigh things and use your spiritual discernment. And as I was talking to a dear friend this morning, and she said, it's suspending disbelief or suspending belief, which is interesting. In hypnotherapy, we have uh, that we use that term a lot, that sometimes when people are very resistant, we just ask them, don't believe in this, and don't just suspend the disbelief. We're not saying you have to believe, but just let things play out a little bit. And I know that's a challenge for humanity, the human side of us, the, the, the quote-unquote ra, um, logical, rational part of us, the ego part, doesn't like ambiguity. Once a beginning, middle, and an end. This game that we play now, it's not, an, it's not a finite game. It's infinite. There's infinite players, infinite possibilities. There's infinite openings. You can be so stuck and so not know where to go, and something all of a sudden comes in and gives you clarity, or a person comes in and helps you, or your situation radically changes. So be aware to, to try not to have this kind of beginning, middle, and end, you know, see things more on a continuum, a spiral, that there are more than one possibility or there is a conglomeration, an amalgamation of people or information that's coming together. I love something I saw a long time ago. I don't know, something I was watching years ago. And though, I, you know, I love spirituality, psychology, the study of the mind on all levels, whether it's just the, the wounded individual to the most empowered or and somewhere all in between. Anyway, in this program, they were saying, they were talking about con men, con people, I guess you could call them, people that con, and they said there always has to be an element of truth. And it's never one thing or another. To do the best con, to have the best conspiracy, there has to be truth. Because if things are so, because on our, on our, what hooks us in is some level of, of truth, honestly. Our body feels that. Other parts of our body mind might say, no, 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 don't believe this person or this situation or this, and, and pull back. But as, as beings of spirit and, and human, the human aspect of us, we're wired to connect. We're, most of us are wired to believe, wired to want to engage. If that's very damaged, that's still there. It's just distorted. So this is why, you know, the guides have been saying you have to trust your intuition. You have to open up to your intuition and see what is, what's ringing for you. It may not be to the left. It may not be to the right. It may be somewhere in between. Um, so one of the things I wanted to go over, so the Scorpio full moon, um, and it's coming right at the tails or right before the North Nodes go into Gemini Sagittarius, which I'm going to do a whole program on that because it, it's putting all that we've done, all that's been done to us and through us in a sense, what we've experienced, let's put it that way, and it's putting everyone in this kind of disseminating or sharing mode to moving into connection, collaboration, 
and a lot of it online through the internet. And with that Sagittarius South node, there's going to be a refashioning, reawakening, a re-recognizing, a re-understanding of religion, of spirituality, of the higher mind. What does that mean? What does truth mean? What does it mean to come together? What is the big T, the big truth? What are the ultimate truths? What are the small truths or personal truths? So again, where this, if you look from February, March, and again, it's on my, you know, I wrote about this in my blog on Soul Playground and also my YouTube channel. I did videos on this, the Soul Insights with Michelle Mache channel. And you look back, you can see how it's unfolding. You can see the arc. You can see how February, March, if you really connect with what was going on at that time and align to the energy, you can see where you're going. You can see what's needed. One thing that's so needed is spiritual practice to connect in with each other. And so when we look at this Scorpio, we look at the personality centered is the Scorpion which can sting when it gets hurt, right? It's the Scorpio stinger or zinger. We've all heard it, experienced it. Maybe we have it within us and zinged. And there is also on this level such a fear of death, um, of change also. It's, It's very fixed in its nature. So this is where the, the, the spider, the scorpion struggles, right? There's a struggle there um, until one is kind of perhaps exhausted. So it's here that a deep healing in the place of the scorpion and the Scorpio, deep healing starts happening. Then there's a next level of this Scorpio energy which is the eagle, where there's been enough deep healing and the eagle rises above to get a higher viewpoint, wants to understand more, sees its wounding as, yes, that hurt me, that harmed me, that impacted me, and many people are wounded or have the same wound. It doesn't discount. It's not a spiritual bypass, but there becomes an awakening of to the earth plane and, the, and wounding and emotion. So this eagle view also has a sharp eye to get its nurturing, its its food, its sustenance, is able to block out things that are non-life enhancing, let's say. The eagle also helps others as a a humanitarian, as a light worker, starseed, as a caring individual. On that level, the eagle rises, can rise above, can rise out of its own stuff to help others. Its nature is, on some level, can be of conquesting, of social conquest. You know, in the scorpion, the sexuality is more seen perhaps as a compulsion. As on the eagle, it's a choice, and there's, it's seen as important, the sexuality, the sex drive, the passion. Where do I want to put my passion or my desires? At the eagle, you can choose, well, I'm not going to use it here. I'm not going to use it there. I'm going to use it here. I'm not going to use it on A or B. I'm going to use it on C. So there's much more consciousness there, but still can wrestle. Then that eagle 
in that scorpionic pathway, the eagle from the scorpion to the eagle becomes the phoenix. Through the trials, the tribulations, the testing, the tempering, in a way, through dying, a death of identifying with one's identities or over-identifying, of over-labeling, becomes nothing. You could say it's the dweller on the threshold that moves into the disciple, has the discipline to move through the stages of consciousness and awakening. And the eagle is transformed into the phoenix who rises out of the ashes. This is where the lower self and the higher self come together. They begin to merge. This is where one is living more from the soul, or we could even say completely from the soul, has been resurrected. And this phoenix, the energy is the embodiment of love and harmony and sees the bigger picture, knows that there will be times of decimation, but will rise again, will come through again. But there's always this resurrection. There's this renewal. There's this harmonizing energy. Now, it's at this point that one opens up to a greater aspect of the earth, the world, and nature. This is where once you've, once you've had a phoenix death, right, a couple dark night of your souls under your belt, you begin to see the cyclical nature of things, but that you come out of it on a higher plane, a more expanded level of, awake, of awakening and of consciousness. So what I, why I share this with all of you is to um, invite you, and we're running out of time a little bit here, unless uh, Jude's not able to make it, I'll go into uh, some of the other questions that were emailed to me and uh, experienced with the Yoshi and the signs that I received um, and the message for all of you because I do want to get to callers. So hang on the line. I'll be, com- get- I'll be coming for you. So this full moon happens tomorrow. It's the 7th and 8th. Just be aware. Where are you at in your cycle? Where's the scorpionic energy, the scorpion, the eagle, the phoenix? Are you in all a little bit of those? Revealed about yourself and or others or the circumstances or situation that you're in. How can you help yourself resurrect? One of the ways we do is we hear the call, the soul call. Resurrection comes with the judgment card. It's, it's with the judgment card in the tarot the bugle, the horn is blown. And so many of you are hearing this soul call, wanting to do something, to to share more of your gifts, your talents, to help more people, to reach out into the world. That's a resurrection. Something inside of you has been renewed, has, is, is resurrected or resurrecting. In this renewal with new life, there's always the want, the need, the desire to share, to reach out. Think of that. After a long illness, people want to reach out. Let me get out there again. Let me call. Let me text people. Let me get together. So we're going to see that resurrection or renewal this week and beyond the rest of this month with things that are leaving, decaying, ending. Also, probably new people coming back, coming into your life, as well as 
old, you know, people from the past, uh, old, old relationships, past relationships coming back. This month you're also going to get, an, you know, an awareness of what do I really want? Where do I want to put my energy? Like that eagle, where do I want to focus? And you might have to cut some things out with that scorpionic energy of the full moon. It's bringing into awareness what's extraneous, what's not essential. And this could be even a relationship for many of you that you dreamed about, that you really want, you know, you please come back. I know we're soulmates, we're twin souls, we're twin flames. And it comes back around and you realize, I've moved on from this. Thank you for the completion. Thank you for the recognition. Thank you for bringing some understanding and some healing in the situation. And I'm moving on. So this month is very transitional to show you where you're going to be going, what's going to be more, most important or key importance, or I would say that one thing or at least one to three things that are going to be very important going forward in your life, at least for the next six, eight months, maybe even 18 months. You're, you're going to start getting that and like how do I move things around, maybe in my mind, how do I reconcile that A left and now B is here. Or option A and B is no longer here. And what is next? Some of you, it's going to be a clean slate, an open slate. But it's going to be something that you have been desiring and wanting to experience. It's going to come just more in view for you. Okay? Like the big viewfinder of life, you're going to start seeing where your true fulfillment comes from, what's most life enhancing, and where your true validation comes from. Not just from the inside, but it's important that we receive validation on the outside. It's important that we have reflections around us that uplift us, inspire us, and and validate the truth of who we are, what we're about. And so that is also going to, again, come into the viewfinder. You're going to be looking at this and therefore making decisions on this slowly, bit by bit, But this is your individual or your personal transition point this month. Between the next two months, really. Um, Because also next, we still have the retrograde of Venus, I believe, will be into June. Yeah, June, mid-June. And then we have Mercury retrograde. So have those conversations. Don't make anything too final. Let it play out. And let's get to callers here. So enjoy connecting with all of you. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakening. Hey, Michelle. It's Christine. How's it going? Hi, Christine. Hi. Doing great. Hey. Um, yeah, I just had a question. Well, first of all, I love your videos. I say this every time I call, but I just really Woo! love every time. You, it's just so accurate, and it's just so many cause I, confirmations, and I love that you're encouraging us all to use our own intuition. And then your videos come, and it's showing that we are using our intuition because what you're saying are things that I've been experiencing all week, or things that I've been conversations I've been having, and it's just really awesome. So, oh, yeah, great! Thank you for all and that. I love that you're using that way. You know, I love that you're because that's what I do. I'll get information for myself, and then I'll ask. I'll say, I really need a confirmation, or you know, what's next, or what's going on. This is what I'm getting. 
and I'll be guided to something. And sometimes it's, a, you know, a lot of times YouTube reading and I'll, I'll, right. I'll hear a voice in my head that goes, okay, to, now. And then I'll see something scrolling and it could be someone that I would never even click on and I'll, I'll get, that's the one, hit it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's it. There's the message. That's so yes, it. I love that you're using it that way. Yay. Yay. It's so awesome. So thank you so much for that. Um, and then I just had a question about my job because I called in a couple of months ago or last month and obviously things are very different with the virus because I had asked because I was looking to transition out of my current job. Um, but then the virus hit and my job is actually essential. So I'm actually grateful oh, that I didn't transition out of it when I did. Right. So, but right. last time I called, I was going to try and transition around this time, like at the beginning of May. But now that the pandemic is happening, I'm wondering if now that means I stay a little bit longer or I try and move into another position in the company that's opening up. I already talked to my boss about it on Monday, um, but I'm just not sure on, I'm just not sure. It's nothing really is set in stone. It's everything is just really up in the air. So I'm not sure if I should just hang tight or if I should just really go for that. I would hang tight. I mean, Listen, you can always leave. You can always say no. So if you're feeling like okay. you, you want to do something else, go ahead. It's so transitional for everyone right now. I mean, I feel like I see, like, July, August, I see people moving different jobs, like mass exodus, some people moving home, okay. selling their place, moving wow. into the country, moving wow. into the city. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing so much. And then all the bigger changes are going to start August, August, September into the close of the year. So I would use this time to really reevaluate. And it sounds like you're not really sure. I don't get one way or the other. Like I don't get staying is bad for you. I'm not getting like, this is not right. I'm not getting that at all. Me neither. I can't. Me neither. Yeah. It's really either or. Oh, good. I can like get, I can stay and try and make more money and move up. Or I could just stay where I am and then start a transition out in a few months. I, it's really all up in the air. Because our company just got bought out, so they're opening up a new position um, that I was thinking about applying for. But I'm not sure if that's, like, the right move. Moving on anyway, so do whatever you want to do. You know, if, okay. if I don't feel like the, the new position is immediate, by the way. So even if you apply, right. I absolutely right. don't hear you getting a response right away. I think they're going to be doing okay, some great. restructuring. I do feel you have yes, a good relationship oh, with been, your boss. Have oh, they? Yeah, okay, because I feel a lot of – oh, that's why. Yeah, so don't yeah. worry. They have your back. I don't feel any shenanigans for you. Okay, good. You know, okay. Um, yeah. All right, awesome. All right, cool. All right, thank you. I, I'm feeling this exact oh, same way, so this you. is a lot of confirmation. Okay, cool. Oh, thank yay. you so much. You're so welcome. Yay. All right, have a great day. You too. Love that. Great way to use the readings, Christine. Yay. Uh, hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Stacy, and I have another Hi, a career question. How are you? Um, two weeks ago, I started a job um, that I make that I'll be making commissions. So I got a lot of good leads, calling, calling, doing my best, and you know I want to know when I'm going to get paid. 
Mm. Wait, now is this? Tell me again. Is this? Was this through a, a, a like an a association or something, or did somebody get you the job? Like a. Actually, I was working for an accountant since January, and nobody is doing their taxes. I was doing the appointments. So since that stopped in April, one of the workers there that I was working for. He's, you know, not the accountant, the salesperson there. He told he told me about this one. So he and I are working for another man, Alan. I spoke to him earlier, and he says, "Yeah, this I should get paid soon." So that's that's exactly. So it was somebody that I'm working for that was at the job that I did the accounting okay. for, but they put that on hold. They said that. Because, you know, nobody's getting their taxes done. They don't want to do it Skype. So we had to stop that until that moves on. But they said they have another opportunity like this. So I've been making, but this is just commissions. The other one was salary, hourly. Mm -hmm. The hourly. Well, I do see you getting paid, but I, 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 for some reason I'm seeing continued delay. So are they having financial issues? They said that, well, they have to get the, the sales. Yeah. In other words, they have to um, come through because the sales that we're getting, they want the people to order first, pay first, not like pay later. So um, he, he said to me it should take, the uh, you know, it should be next week or whatever. Like I, a couple I've been weeks. Calling it feels for, like two weeks. It feels like what? Well, in two weeks, I'll get paid. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be like a little, you know, that saying, robbing Peter to pay Paul. I feel there's a little bit of juggling going on. So I don't know if they haven't gotten invoices. You know, I don't, it feels like there's one step in before paying. Um, I know. I don't know what to do. I got bills. But do they, but is it going to be a sufficient amount? Am I going to get, you know, because I said to them, I can't work for free. I got to get paid. Well, I would start looking for something else. Also, that's one thing I would definitely suggest. You know that you're um, don't just rely on them. Is it a smaller company? Um, this I, I, there's maybe like or a division a, a or something. Yeah, it's just a small divi- division of it. Yeah, we're, I'm working for this guy, Alan, and, he, you know, he's a businessman, and he's supposed to be, he said, don't worry, you'll get paid. You know, he's in charge of this. He says that, you know, when they get paid, then I'll get paid, and I'm just waiting for yeah, my that, well, see, That's what I'm talking about. That's why I said that there's a problem with the money, and, and I said invoices. So they haven't gotten paid. I don't think he's getting paid and not telling you. I think he's sweating it too. That's why I'm asking. So he's honest. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. As long yeah. as he's honest with me, I don't want to be lied to. No. I feel like they're invoices, and I think their invoices are backed up. That's why I said a little. So you may get a little bit, and then a little bit more is what I'm hearing. But when you see it coming in, you said only well, two weeks. Well, it feels like a couple. It feels like a couple weeks. But I, I am hearing like I think for your peace of mind, you you need oh. to be proactive about about work, about other mm-hmm. avenues. Because I I can't I couldn't say by looking at this that this would not happen again, to be honest. 
Yeah, and what about the accounting thing? Should I lean, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen again, the accounting thing? I, like I said, I think you should open into other options if you can. Will I get another job soon? Yeah, if you open to other options, okay? That's what you need to do, open to other options. Oh, gosh. Sorry, sweetie, that's what I'm seeing. All right, thank you so much, Michelle. I know. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah. I know it's hard. Um, Okay. Yeah, I know it's hard right now, but the best thing people can do is be open to other options if one is sticking. And again, that's that's interesting, um, Stacy, with this call that it's right around the full moon where things are being disclosed, right? Things are secrets revealed. There's something that's disclosed. And for me, when that happens, that means more facts are needed. Look at the isness of the situation. What's actually happening? And what can I do proactively, you know, to go in another direction? That doesn't mean things can't bounce back, for sure, but it does mean it may take it may take a while. Okay, uh, any other callers? We had a couple people drop out. Um, let's see, that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two. Press one on the keypad. Let's see. Been seeing a text from. Oh. Okay, so Jude is going to try calling in if it does work. I feel like she's in the countryside, so that's um, why sometimes the internet. Remember, we had somebody in the mountains call in at one point. And their internet kept going. Everyone knows I flow with it, so it's all good, all good, all good. Okay, so I just want to say I got that. Athena, my heart goes out to her and others who have lost their job. Yes, I know. It's such an unsettling thing. When one door closes, other doors will open in due time. Yes, Athena. That, by the way, I changed the title of my blog post for uh, for May, but I was going to put, because I'd heard somebody say, um, what was it, when – don't try to kick open a closed door, or I said a locked door, okay? So sometimes they reopen, sometimes kind of creaky, sometimes a little, just a little sliver where you can slide through, sometimes wide open. But I would say for everyone, if there's something that's closing down, just look for other options or opportunities because it's like we're in the middle of this bridge. We're crossing this bridge, right? All right, call in number 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, this is Anne. Hey, Anne, welcome. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I don't have really a specific question, but just maybe things for me that the full moon are bringing out are things, the new focus for the month of May. Mm, like that. Focus. Golden. Focus. Coming up and new. Okay, moving for well, I feel you've been doing some deeper healing. Kind of looking yeah. at 
foundation and patterns. So there's a bit more of that. And then it seems that you're applying spiritual tools, spiritual principles. You may even be devising something or authoring something is what I'm hearing. But you are going to be diving deep. But you're also coming out of it. So it shows a lot of kind of positivity, hope. Um, I feel like you're the you're the phoenix, and <laughs> you're starting like to it. rise. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. What else does she need to focus on in May? Yeah, so, okay, little by little, but you are, there's something restructuring with your routine. Yeah. Your friends. Okay, that's happening already? Yeah, I think when so, your daily schedule is, completely wiped out then you can become conscious of your routine and things you want to get rid of things you want to do different of just your every day of you know little things to big things you know exercising and eating journaling you know to friendships so yeah I have been conscious of all these things and what habits are automatically you keep for security and what habits easily fade away. Mm. Yeah, I see that um, you've been really using this time wisely. You're like a combination of the owl and the phoenix right now. Yeah. Um, I I do feel that it shifted things that you're going to be attracting differently. Differently. different people, um, you know, I keep going back to activities. You've got a lot of 11th house. I don't know your chart. I don't know if what's in the 11th house or if you have Aquarius in your chart. Um, but I am getting a lot of Aquarian, Aquarian Capricorn energy, so it could be even working differently. You might be a little more reserved for certain people. You may not jump in and help as much right away. You might wait and see, oh, let me see if this person really wants change or let me see if this – you know, situation or this company is really right for me. Let me, let me see it play out a little bit. So you're not going to be rushing in or rushing out of anything. But at the same time, I do see you much more magnetic and drawing much more to you. Like, oh, right. I thought about that the other day and now it happened. Or, um, oh, I wanted to know about this. Or I haven't thought of that person in a long time or I just thought of them and now they texted me or they called so you, I feel like somehow you've cleared a bunch of stuff so that you're like more open to the spirit waves, the spiritual waves, the cosmic waves, if you will, through this subtle energy of the etheric plane, which means you're tapping in more to your intuition. Mm. Okay. Mm. And acting um, on it. I think I've always hear, I always hear it, mm. but I haven't gone, continued the flow into acting it out. So without okay. all these distractions, now I'm taking more actions of my intuition. Yeah. And that, by the way, um, you know, I think it was this, this week's YouTube video that, that came up that I did. I know it also came up for Pisces because that's the last one I did. Uh, I still have to do the others, which will be out this probably this week, weekend. Uh, but it kept coming up, use the intuition, use the intuition. The trust your intuition. Um, All right. Yeah. So it's so hearing it, and you're right. The next step is then to to use it. 
Mm. And and that's where you're at. Now, the next step, I feel, for using it, and it's going to become more within your processing, so your mental structure, and decision-making. So there's right, yeah, because my, my past job, my past job is not an option to go back to. So I want to oh, use no wonder. these skills. I want to use these skills for the next career path. Mm-hmm. You will. That's why I said there's something, you know, where you're, I don't want this anymore. This doesn't serve the yeah. job or the situation or the, you're moving yeah. on. And 11th house is more your goals, dreams, and wishes. So something coming through. Oh. Um, right. for your goals, dreams, and yeah. So you'll definitely be using it. It's interesting because I felt, you know, not just people, but situationally, circumstances, like, is this right for me? Is this job or this situation right for me? And, um, you know, I had something this morning. It was so interesting. I've, I've been having on and off. I get people reaching out wanting me to sponsor something or, you know, they wanted mm. one company wanted me to sponsor something on um, Instagram. And I'm definitely open to that if I, they give me the product and I like it. Um, so it was all good to go. And they kept pushing and pushing. And my assistant had looked at it. And then I see, like, here's a registration fee. And I go, oh, okay, I know what they're doing. They get all these fees. And they, they said what they paid, you know, for each picture that they're going to use that I would submit. And I thought, no, I don't feel good about that. I don't like that game. And so I said, thank you very much, but I don't pay you know, to be, to sponsor. I don't pay to, you know, share with my people that I'm connecting with what I'm doing. Um, you know, basically people pay me. So, um, right. And then they said, Oh, it's only a registration fee. You're not interested. And they kept on. And then I realized I looked at it and I thought, Oh, it's a bot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I'm so glad I already <laughs> said no, I already moved away from yeah. it. Well, it could have, right. Some of it I feel was a bot. Some of it was probably farmed out to a place where they're not um, comfortable with English. So I thought there's still some kind of scammy energy here. Um, And it was something for working out and yoga. So I would have been interested, you know. In other words, it could have been a fit. But the original said just move away from it. You know, I was like, okay, I'll play this out. And that's what I feel you doing more of. Like I'll play this out. I'll Mm -hmm. look at it. But if I'm resonating, no, then I'm not doing it. No matter what, I'm moving on. And that's what I feel for you. And a lot will happen in May to put you in that direction. All right, Erin, thanks for coming on the program. Great to hear from you. All right, take care. You too. Okay, great. I do believe we have Jude on the line. Yay. Um, So looking forward to uh, having her on this program. So, Many of you know Jude Curavan. Uh, she's been on the program before. I'd like to say part of the Soul Tribe here, Soul Family. Uh, Jude Curavan is a cosmologist, planetary healer, and author. Some of her books are The Cosmic uh, Hologram, The Eighth Chakra, and The Thirteenth Step. Uh, she really blends, and she did a talk at the G20 Summit. She really blends um, a lot of the metaphysical the cosmic um, with more grounded uh, insight as well. So uh, really happy to bring her on the program. Hello, Jude. Michelle, hi. How are you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad your internet. I, oh, 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 yes, everyone's hello. Love Jude. Hey, hi, Jude. Everyone, welcome, Jude, in the chat. Everybody's so um, happy that you could be with us. Feel very, very uh, blessed. So, welcome back. Thank and bless you, and thank and bless everyone who's with us. It's such a pleasure to be back. Oh, gosh. I was thinking about you this morning, and, of course, there's so much going on. You know, like you said, Internet can be down, something that I've had things with not getting certain emails. Thing, you know, everything is kind of topsy-turvy in a way. And in a way, there's a quiet spot in the middle of it also. How about, on your, how about with you? Well, if you've got a few minutes, I mean, it's it's really, really interesting for for me personally, as well as obviously all yeah, the challenges we're all going through. But um, over over so Christmas and early New Year of this year, after so three years right. of continuous outbreath and traveling and doing so much around the world, I'd said to my husband and anyone who'd listen, um, for me, 2020, I'd love it to be an, a year of an in-breath. Um, and so mm. I said yes to presenting at the World Rotary uh, Summit on Peace in California in January. And I'd said yes to presenting at a big conference in New Zealand um, in early March. And, but I'd said no to any other travel for the rest of the year. And I literally got back home to England a week or thereabouts before the lockdown here. So mm. had everything not turned out that way, I could well have still been in New Zealand. And I'm not. I'm at oh, home in my gosh. beloved husband and in our cottage and writing the book that I wanted to have this year of in-breath to be able to do. Mm. So it's quite extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, I love that. In-breath. Tell us, I'm going to dive into everything, but tell us a little bit about in-breath. Well, you know, we, somebody once told me you can't listen when you're speaking. You can't do it. You either speak or you listen, but it's very difficult, if not impossible, to do both. And after the um, launch of the uh, publication of Cosmic Hologram in 2017, I'd literally been speaking and speaking and speaking and traveling around the world and, and doing so much. And I was being called to write the next book of the trilogy. And I realized I could only do that if I took what I call an in-breath rather than that out-breath of speaking, an in-breath to mm-hmm. listen. Because the book's called Gaia, Gaia Her Story. So, you know, she's hopefully writing me and I can only be in that space if I'm in a very quiet, um, you know, as you know, as as we all know, when I'm in that quiet receptiveness that enables that voice to come through. Mm, I love that. You know, you bring up a really good point, Jude, uh, when you explain the in-breath that way. I think it's so important for people to know that if you've been disseminating a lot, if you've been sharing a lot, speaking, right, you've been putting a lot out there that mm. not only there's a time of that personal filling up, renewing, but receiving mm. the next level of information that needs to come yeah. out or come through you, right? Yes. Yeah, very much so. 
and I, I feel it works on all levels, you know, because we can be, you know, if we're doing so much out-breath physically, we can burn out. So it's very important to, you know, keep that out-breath and in-breath in balance on an ongoing basis, I think, physically. But you're right. And, 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 you know, for those of us who do share a lot of information and disseminate it, without that in-breath, that consequential and, and balancing in-breath, in my experience at anyway, we can't then take our service, whatever we want to describe it as, um, that we do share in the world or in any way to its next level. So it's very mm. much a sort of a learning then we can share, a learning then we can share. Um, so that I'm absolutely wholeheartedly grateful for to be in that space pretty much at the moment. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect time with this, oh, you know, gosh. so much being closed, locked down, um, that focus, yeah. you know, being, being in one place. Um, I, the, the part with the, the phrase, a shelter in place, mm. to, to me, there's kind of a yeah. mystical, right? There is, there is. And I love that term because we're not using that term in the UK. Um, and I know that some of you guys in the States are, and I love it, shelter in place. The, the other thing that, you know, um, we talk about is, is here, at any rate, is social distancing. And I'm, I'm going around and saying, no, 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 no. It's physical distancing, but it's social distancing. That's what I was saying. Because... Are you? <laughs> yes. I hate it when they said that. I thought, we're much more social than we, we're physically distancing, but... Yeah, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's wonderful because we now have, you know, we, we, we have the amazing technology that we can do that. And it's it's so wonderful. I mean, we're celebrating here in, in Europe um, on the 8th of May, the Victory in Europe Day at the end of the Second World War. And I'm just remembering the stories my mum used to tell us of being apart from, you know, my father um, and, and my uncles for, for years at a time. And there'd be the occasional letter and that would be it. And, you know, they didn't mm. know if people were alive or not. But there was nothing that, you know, there weren't even phones. There weren't even telephones to be able to just call up someone, um, let alone um, all wow. the technologies we have. Yeah. How did I they, oh my gosh, go, do it then? I don't know. Right? I don't know. I mean, they literally would go to, 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 to battle and they'd be gone for, you know, six months, a year. If they were if they were prisoners, it could be two, three, four years. Wow. I mean, what an incredible, yeah. you know, situation. In a way, we can say we have it easier, you know, in a way. I mean, in some ways, it's. We've got the social oh, connecting with each other. I mean, we're connecting here, yeah. you know. Yeah, Didi's in the chat. Exactly. Saying, Good Lord, yeah, the war, yeah, war, or being in a camp, or. Um, do you find that? I know I have been more, in some level, the space for a different level of creativity. I guess I'll put it that way. How are you finding yeah. that? I, I am. I am. My creativity, apart from writing, I keep promising to draw. 
<laughs> but I haven't got around to that. But my creativity was when I decided or when I felt that this was to be a year of in-breath and I was saying no to any travel beyond those two journeys in, in, in early year, um, I had a rush of blood to the head and I got all sorts of vegetable seeds from the organic catalogue. So we've got a garden. So my creativity has been nurturing plants and nurturing vegetables and the joy of just seeing them you know, sprout and, and seed and begin to grow is, is just filling me with just profound joy. So that's been my version of creativity. What, do, what have you been doing? Oh, well, I'm doing a lot of YouTube videos. I've been called to do that, um, sharing and readings and writing as well, a lot of um, writing, and I've been doing a little bit of uh, drawing and painting. And just, I don't know, opening up to a different part, a different aspect um, mm-hmm. of my being, I guess, is, is emerging. Yeah. So we'll see where that part wants to go. <laughs> what it wants Absolutely. To do, Let's right? see what it, it calls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Let's see what it calls forth. Um, yeah, and I know you've talked of this on a, perhaps you might say, what we're going through an evolutionary aspect. And, and early at the beginning of the program, I'll just preface it with this. I was saying people would do, what, like you brought in the war, to look at cycles. Because I feel people, a lot of the fear is coming from many people thinking this has never happened before or someone's doing this to us. You know, this is never, um, you know, whether something's manipulated or however, it's still there's some origins there of, you know, something natural or from nature. Um, whether it's this virus and or other things that are occurring. So what what would you say to those people? Like what, what do you find helpful and what do you see as some of the evolutionary aspects of what we're going through, what's call, being called forth in us during this time? Well, I, I do see this as a, an evolutionary opportunity with all its challenges. I mean, all evolutions are about breakdowns as well as breakthroughs. If we look at the mm. whole story of our universe and the whole story of Mother Earth, you know, there's, there's the whole story of evolution is, is about breakdown and breakthrough. So I think that's a really vital um, thing mm. to, to perhaps tune into this. I mean, for me, the interesting thing was as well the timing because we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction on the 12th of January, yeah, and I'd been asked to write about it in advance, which I did, and I basically said that I felt that it was a major, major opportunity for some profound transformational change in our social and economic systems. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I was asked to write a bit more about the aftermath of it, and this is what, 13th, 14th of January. So this is very early. And I hadn't heard of the coronavirus at that point, but I could feel, I could feel coming through um, what's sometimes called a black swan event, which is like mm. nobody sees it coming. Um, in hindsight, they do, but up front, they don't, but it can be absolutely transformational. And I had this really deep inner sense that there was going to be a black swan event coming through that would essentially trigger or be a catalyst for what the mm. conjunction astrological influences were, were showing. 
And it's really interesting because if you look deeper into the chart of the, um, the January conjunction, the presence of Chiron is ve- and, and, and the North Node are both very significant. And I've not seen much written about them, but we can certainly share a bit about that if you'd like me to. Yeah. They are key to what's actually coming through now. Yes, absolutely. And, and just to say something, I, you know, I wondered, looking at the aspects, I thought, how are we getting to what the aspects are showing? You know, how are we going to get to Because this is to, to change everything. It, it can't be just, a, you know, as devastating as a hurricane or a fire or, or something is of that nature. It doesn't affect globally and all at once. So I, when I was looking at the aspects, even looking into 2025 and 20, oh, the web to 2050, mm-hmm. I thought, how the heck can we get there? <laughs> you know, how is this going to happen? Um, yeah. So I like what you're saying. It makes sense. You said this triggering, that this is the triggering. Yeah. That's the key word. Yeah, because can you have any, I mean, can we have any sense if we go back, you know, before January, what could have brought us to a standstill? What could have brought us to a standstill? And yet, a virus that is so tiny, it can only be seen under the most powerful microscopes. Yeah? A virus that even some biologists didn't consider to be life, and yet it's intelligent, it knows what it's doing, um, is coming through in this extraordinary way. And if we look at the aspects and we look at Chiron... Chiron is very powerfully positioned at that point of the January conjunction because Chiron's in Aries in the 12th house. So it's both about completions and new beginnings. It's about coming back to the personal me in the way I am because then the way I am is the me that then comes into the we that then comes into the all. And it's got the most, um, and it's got a square with the north node of higher purpose, which is all about physical illness creating a transformational change in the course of a life wow so it, it it's quite extraordinary i mean it's just showing that the the virus and and under the influence of of chiron um is really here to be a wise teacher for us and that can only happen as you say if instead of trying to go back we realize that we're actually at the beginning of a much longer journey, but one that we do desperately need to go forward with. Because, you know, our, we, we're struggling with two diseases. One's the COVID-19, but the other is our, is our fragmented worldview, you know? Yeah. And unless yeah. We, we, can find a, we can find a cure for the pandemic, but we need to heal our worldview if we're going to heal our behaviors going forward. So that's, that's my sense of, of the opportunity um, and the potential breakthrough we have now, as well as the breakdown of so much of what was not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So much of what's not sustainable. Yeah, so, and that's, I find it interesting too that it keeps saying essential workers, essential, right? Yeah. And that to me reminds me of what you're saying about what's sustainable because what's sustainable ultimately is what's essential. So you find that this time period will be maybe getting rid of a lot. Do you feel like there'll be like this, I don't know, peeling back somehow? Well, certainly in the UK, the government are really being advised um, to, to really 
take the opportunity to really accelerate um, a green new deal or green technologies, mm -hmm. uh, regeneration, um, much less um, commuting. People are working from home much more and I think companies are going to change their way of being because even you know, the next few months and beyond, social, you know, physical distancing is still going to be a part of life. So actually, I think there are a lot of folks who will work from home. Um, the pollution's gone way, way down. Um, I think people are enjoying working from home. After the first sort of, you know, couple of weeks, oh my goodness, um, a lot of people yeah. are actually finding they're, they're spending more time with their family. They're actually enjoying more of a work, um, you know, life balance. So I think there's a lot of changes that are happening psychologically with people that I think are predisposing them to actually go forward in new ways rather than trying to go back. Yeah, and by what you're seeing, do you see more of that moving forward, more, more of that rather than going back? Because, I mean, after this adjustment period, like you're saying, more people are enjoying, you know, like a better work balance. Um, do you feel that we are in that wave of that or beginning to be in that forward movement? I think we're beginning to be. I think also there's a lot more that we have to go through if we really are going to go down this new journey in in you know our our story of humanity. I mean, it's not just sure. working from home. It's vastly more than that. It's a complete. Um, transformation of the economic system it's a completely different way perhaps of, of seeing what is work and what is that sort of balance so things like universal basic um, income could find a way forward I certainly think in the UK we have absolutely appreciated those folks you call essential workers because up till now you know we've had this crazy celebrity you know, um, yeah. environment. And, and people are going, you know, that is not essential. What is essential are people who care for others. That's essential. Yes, I love that that's happening too. And of course, isn't that Aquarius? It's so Aquarian that, you know, leveling the playing field. Yeah, because, it, you know, if we go back, it, it seems to me that, you know, our, well, our beliefs drive our behaviors. We've, we've shared and explored this in the past. So what we believe about ourselves and the world is how we behave. So if we collectively believe in a world of separation and a world that's solely materialistic, guess what? Our behaviors are about conflict and competition and inequalities and injustices. So those sort of behaviors are a natural outcome of a worldview of separation, a worldview, on the other hand, that understands, you know, unity, that, that reality is in fact unified and everything is interconnected. The most natural outcome of that healed worldview um, is peace and cooperation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me, and, and interestingly so, enough, I found. Hmm. No, please. Okay. Oh, no, I, I was, was just going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Jill. Your turn. We've got a little delay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 
Um, interesting enough, at this same time, I'm finding that more and more organizations are linking up and lifting up that are founded in this perception of, of unity and wholeness. So in June, from the 20th to the 28th of June, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of organizations going to be coming together in the first ever World Unity Week. And that really is an invitation to everybody to um, and a call to action of embodying unity in diversity rather than separation. Mm. Just even getting it out there, you know, more. It's it's getting that the concept and the vibrational frequencies that go with this concept. Yeah. Yeah. As there is, and I love that the linking up, the coming together. It's anchoring it more and more and more in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's rather like the, the process of metamorphosis. You know, in a caterpillar. Um, transforms into a butterfly you know the old caterpillar breaks down and then there, there are what's called imaginal cells um, of the emerging butterfly and those imaginal cells then begin to cluster and they continue to link up and they form the organs of the butterfly and those organs come together and eventually you know the butterfly comes out of the chrysalis and, and flies. So, you know, we talk about this as a crisis, but for me, it's potentially more of a metamorphosis. Yeah. And we can look at ourselves as being those imaginal selves, right? That Absolutely. That, what, right, what we're imagining, we're, it, it clusters together, we're putting more into the consensus reality. You know, our little bit of seasoning yeah you know, is being added to the stew. Um, <laughs> I love that. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, got sure, a question in sure. the chat, right? I yes, wonder how long please. that battle yes. will take place because the large corporations like how it was. Um, and you somebody know, else some having the world unity has to, some do and some don't. Is that what you're... Sure. This is a movement. She's absolutely right. You know, this is a growing movement of people rather than, uh, and, you know, over the rest of this year in June and then again in September, there are big events, virtual events, um, you know, planned to, to help us continue to, to link up and lift up. But, you know, some some organizations and, and some in the U.S., in fact, but some around the world are really appreciating that not only can they not go back, but actually they'd be far better off going forward. So I, ex I hope to see that we see in these coming months and years ahead much more forward, you know, transformational change in the world. And that does come back to us. It, it comes back to each of us, as you said, Michelle, because each of us can do our part, however small it appears to be. Mm -hmm. It's still all part of the greater whole. Mm -hmm. I so agree with that. I mean, I, I use this example, and I'm, you know, I'm going to kick out of it, but, you know, fashion is a good example of this. Everything comes from the streets. It starts from an individual. 
And then the couture designers, they pick from that and they put it together. They put their spin on it, but they, they have a pulse. Um, of course, inventors and innovators do the same thing, you know, and people as a futurist, whether it's where, do you, where are you putting your money in the stock market. So I really feel, and maybe you have an idea on this and how to get that out there more. I feel that we do have as individuals much more power slash empowerment than we many give them give ourselves or many that many give themselves because it clusters like you said it a minute ago you know all this linking up uplifting and you talk the imaginal cells cluster so if we see that we have this vision and we're getting with others then it is like the fashion trend that catches on you know in a sense and like you said with the corporations right they can't fight it they have to go along with it very much so and and yeah very much so i mean just being specific about the fashion industry i mean the fashion industry the fast fashion industry is one of the greatest environmental polluters of all industries i think it's number two which is quite extraordinary Mm -hmm. because we've got into such a a sort of a a way of of buying and disposing and buying and disposing. Mm -hmm. And certainly here in the UK, people are not buying um, clothes in anything like, first of all, they can't go into shops, but even online, there's far, far fewer purchases. And people are making do and mending, which of course they did in the Second World War. but also people are actually pledging not to buy any clothes for a year. And that's mm-hmm. catching on because there are quite a few people who are the influencers um, who are taking this pledge. Um, so it's going to be very interesting because I think there are going to be some things that we've almost taken for granted of how we, you know, we've been consumers and, and we <laughs> cannot really continue to be consumers because we're out consuming the ability of Mother Earth to provide for us. Yeah, we need to move into creators, being creators that we are, not just consuming. Um, There actually has been a trend of less shopping, less buying of whether um, devices and or clothes and repurposing clothes or buying at retail stores. Um, I saw, I don't know, a few months ago or last year, towards the close of the year, and I don't remember his name. He's the singer Brandy, that's his sister, I don't remember, Ray J, I think it's, yeah, Ray J. Had on, he was on a show, and he had on, uh, I don't know, goatee, whatever the pants were, but the jacket, the, the, the host was commenting on it, and he didn't know what to call it, but he said, you know, it's a repurpose, and she said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, you go to the store, and they, they, they're gently warning, she goes, oh, you mean the thrift store? Young kid, I don't know, in twenties or something, but he didn't know. But it's cool now to go shopping at the thrift store, or you know, the the Goodwill or whatever. Um. So yes, I think this, and I love what you're saying about in England. This I did not buying for a year. You know, we have a term here, shopping in your closet. You know, because. Yeah, you know, everything you could wear now. So why not go through the closet? Um, so let's look historically and on an evolutionary level. Where is this leading us, and what you're seeing in the astrology? Because it, the mindset—it sounds like it's changing by what we're talking about and what you're sharing with the 
the aspects or it's meant to change. Do well, you see two, that? Um, very much so. I mean, for the last couple of years, I've been doing a lot of archetypal constellation work. Really, you know, constellation, blind constellation work that's tuning into this archetypal impulse, this, this evolutionary impulse that I'm, I'm seeing and feeling and sensing is coming through. And in astrological terms, the two archetypes that are really powerful are Chiron um, in his role as an evolutionary healer. So the fact that we've got the COVID-19 virus, which is a health issue, is a pandemic health issue, seems to me that that is Chiron bringing us an opportunity to heal. Uh, you know, counterintuitively, the pandemic may help us in the longer term heal our perceptions, heal our awareness, heal mm. our behaviors. Yeah? In, in that yeah. completely... Can, because Chiron himself was a wounded healer. He was mm. wounded and therefore gained wisdom through that wounding. So... On an archetypal level, the COVID-19 is, is the essence of, of, of a chironic healer, an evolutionary healer for our wounding collectively as we, as we need to, to, to change our behaviors and heal our worldview. And the other, um, the other archetype that um, I'm working a lot with is the North Node as an evolutionary purpose. What is our evolutionary purpose? individually and as a human species and it seems to me that our universe literally and i'm writing guy her story so i'm going right back to the beginning of the universe at the moment and it's flowing through me so to me our universe is so extraordinarily exquisitely set up from the very beginning that it exists to evolve from simplicity to complexity and as where we've been as humanity has come to a point where it seems to me we we are in the flow of that evolutionary impulse, but we have a choice now because we either evolve mm -hmm. or we die. Mm -hmm. We either evolve mm -hmm. or we don't survive. It, it literally is that level of existential challenge and also opportunity. Wow. I so agree. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I so agree. It, it, it is that the heightened level of separation that we were at, um, that illusion of separation, um, yeah, I feel we would be implode, extinct. Um, and so it's ended, yeah. just winding out of that. And that, of course, Chiron, that big wound of, of being feeling different than others and less than, uh, seems yeah. to be really coming up as, as well you know, not identifying so much with the external or status. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, you know, he's in, he's, Chiron is in Aries, but in the 12th house. So you have him in that sort of, uh, that, that, that sign of, of self, but you also in the 12th house have that sign of spirit. So it's who am I and who am I as part of a, uni a whole, as part of the whole, you know, and, and unity is not uniformity. Unity is, is about radical diversity. Each and every one of us 
is unique, a unique note as it, as it were, but we're all part of this incredible universe that is, is singing a song of evolution. So, you know, we have that opportunity to align and attune with that flow within us and then how do we bring that out of us into the world and, and come together, as we were saying earlier, to link up and lift up together? And how can people more align to the evolutionary aspect of what's going on so they're feeling more participatory rather than this thing is happening to me? Um, you know, I think that's yeah an important. A lot of people don't know, you know, what sure really. I think that for me, that the, 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 for, for most folks, the easiest is just to be. I know you can't be there physically necessarily, but right. if you can be physically great, if you can't socially connect with those you love, spend time with those you love. Look after, you know, in our village, right at the very beginning, um, we put a, a, a message through everybody's door. Um, with phone number and an email to contact should anybody need any help, whether it was you know mm. picking up groceries, whether medicines, whether just people wanted to talk, you know, whether wanted someone to sort of say hi, how are you? So we did that to everyone in the village, and there's the, so it's, the community has come together more than it ever has in the 18 years that we've been here, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's whatever opportunity on your literally in your own home or on in your community or with friends because we do have the technologies to be able to connect whether it's by phone or whether it's by email or by by zoom or whatever it may be reach out just reach out Mm -hmm. and, and and feel that love that connects us because we're going to get this far more through love than we are through fear so true and you mentioned before, you know, the archetypes that you're working with and also looking in one's chart. Um, what do you feel would be helpful with people to look at in their charts to better navigate, align to the energy of what's happening and navigate? Great. What I'd suggest is they, they, look at the, they look in their own chart and especially their transit, both in their natal chart, but also in the transits. Um, for Chiron and the North Node and see Chiron as an evolutionary healer. So what is their own sort of Chironic placement in their natal chart and what does it look like through this time of transit and what is that teaching? And the other one is the North Node. What is their evolutionary purpose? What, and, and often they'll find that the two are, are, are very um, synchronously connected. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I love that because it gives you the map. There's a map in astrology, and you you don't have to focus on everything, but there's bits that really can help us navigate, can get us through. And yeah. so much has been happening with the North Nodal axis. I mean, you look when we Cancer Capricorn, what we went through. Now mm-hmm. we're moving into that Gemini Sagittarius axis, yeah. which I'm so happy about. <laughs> It's in my third and ninth house. I'm so happy to have, this, you know, not only Saturn out of my fourth house, but the South Node out of my out of there. So transiting there, yay! 
<laughs> now, now, Saturn is our friend. You should know that. I <laughs> love you know, I heart. love my Saturn return. My fr- but this one going in the this one was a dilly, you know, because you had that north and south, you know, was major cleansing, yeah. clearing, and <laughs> uh, But I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot, and I'm just so grateful for it. it went through it. I'm so happy it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but, if you, but if you say that and the, for me what's really fabulous about the north node being the evolutionary aspect of our purpose and our higher purpose is of course the north node is not a planet the north node is a relationship between um, sol and luna and gaia so there is this sort of beautiful sort of trinity relationship that's inherent in the um, the North Node and, 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 and its role as helping us through this evolutionary transitionary process is, is, is our guidance for what our purpose is. Yes. Yes. And such, because it's showing where we're fitting in in the cosmology, where, where individually, where we're needed and necessary, where our gifts can shine where we can shine and where the gifts can be used and where things are going to be played out um yeah it's in some ways it's very exciting time i know it's just so much tragedy but in some ways it's just you can see a hint of what's being created or co-created and where we're going i guess i'm absolutely yes me too the other more yeah absolutely the other morning um, I woke up, you know, I mentioned metamorphosis earlier, rather than a crisis, a metamorphosis, a transformation. Yes. And some, wor- some words came to me, very, some short words, but a piece about us going through this metamorphosis process. So I sent it to a few people, and it seems to be, you know, running around the world quite happily or fl- flying around or floating around the world quite happily. But it, it is that, um, you know, we've been a caterpillar species, and a caterpillar exists mm. to eat. So we've been a caterpillar species. Um, and maybe and hopefully we're beginning to metamorphosize into a butterfly species. Because unlike a caterpillar, the job, the role of a butterfly is essentially to pollinate. You know, it sips the sweetness of mm-hmm. flowers. And it, as it does so, it fertilizes life. So maybe this is a, a, an opportunity, I feel it is, for us to, instead of being plunderers, we can evolve to become pollinators. And that's what metamorphosis is all about. Mm, I like that. Yeah, the metamorphosis. So this gives a different context, I think, for people to look at what is going on that, you know, focusing on the personal but also the transpersonal, where we're going and what are the influences And that I yeah. love that you're saying this metamorphosis. There's this metamorphosis that's taking place. Um, you know, Jude, I said, the other day I had this image, and I was relaying it to a, a client, and I felt we were all in this cosmic, cosmological egg, this universal egg, mm-hmm. and also in the womb of Mother Earth. There's this encasing, the egg of potential. You know, both of them give birth. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, we are in a womb. I, I've often, like you, seen this as a birthing process. 
And mm-hmm. when someone is in a birthing process, you get to a point and, you know, there's been so much written about the symbolism of the coronavirus, but there's a point in the birthing process with where the crown of the baby's head starts to enter the birthing canal. And at that point, there's no going back. So, mm. you know, we're literally having the crown, the corona, <laughs> yeah. the virus. On yeah. so many levels wow. of symbolism guiding yeah. us through this, this birthing process. Yeah. yeah, and even the virus is a communication. A virus is yes. a form of communication. Yes. Yeah, passed on. So we're all been... getting that this message. Hmm? Yes, and uh, you know, I'm, uh, the, uh, as I'm writing out her story, I'm, I'm writing a lot about viruses because viruses could have even predated the earliest what we tend to call a biological life on earth um, oh. they were there at the very 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 beginning and they've been evolutionary agents for getting off of four billion years oh that's amazing oh. isn't it and they, Dude, and they communicate yeah. with each other <laughs> and they which is what yeah which is there again there's the communication that north node in gemini that's coming up um, Jude, got to have you back. Missed you so much. Um, so glad that you could come and spend time with us. And this wisdom and insight is just so valuable and also very uplifting. So thank you for coming back on Awakenings and sharing with us. I so appreciate it. Oh, bless you, Michelle. Thank and bless you and thank and bless everyone who's with us. And, you know, we will get through this together. Yes, we will. And your book, uh, Gaia, her story, is that slated this? Is there a time frame on that? Or how is that? <laughs> it, it, it's, Ga- it's Gaia's time frame. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes right. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh, Jude, lots of love and light, and thanks so much for being here. Bless you, Michelle, and so much love and light to you and, and everybody that's with us. Thanks again for inviting me. Look forward to the next time. Yes, me as well. Take care. All right, everyone, that was Jude Curavan, cosmologist, planetary healer. She's a futurist as well as author. A few of her books are The Cosmic Hologram, The Eighth Chakra, The Thirteenth Step, also Hope. You can find out more information by going to judecuravan.com. Oh, I look forward to having her back on again. Thank you all for being here. Those of you that are listening live, um, as well as those of you that listen via the archives. I know many of you listen more from the archives, but you are here live with us in spirit. Uh, any questions or comments about Awakenings with Michelle Mache, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, or to do personal work with me, you can email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or go to soulplayground.life. Until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting woke Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you